everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and, and screaming. Somebody talk to me. What is happening? Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 221st episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody out there who listened to our conversation with Mattel last week. It was such a big episode. I think people were really excited to take a listen to that one and share it around with everybody they know. Um, we got some great feedback from that episode, and uh, it seems like everybody really kind of uh, loved the conversation, loved hearing about how the toys were made, what what inspired them, and uh, where this, the toy line is going from here. Hear some of the reveals and the insight that we shared with you guys last week. It was just such a fun episode to record, to edit, to share around with all of you. So we are just so impressed by the awesome feedback that you all shared with us. So thank you so much for that. Um, now also... Quickly wanted to mention that I did go to Jurassic World live tour again, this time uh, in front of a, a big, huge live audience out in Philadelphia. I had such a good time with that. I'm going to be sharing my my thoughts and, and feelings on that uh, show hopefully sometime soon. Not this episode, because I am probably going to be going again next week or this week um, because I'm also going to be going out to New York Toy Fair to check out some stuff from hopefully from Mattel out there. We'll see what kind of Jurassic stuff. I don't know what it is if they have anything at all, but we're going to go check it out at least. Um, and then that night we're probably going to be going to see Jurassic World live tour again. So I'll put together some sort of you know, nice segment for you guys in, in an upcoming episode where I talk about, um, you know, all my feelings, uh, the merch, the food, uh, the views, and all that stuff. So get ready. Uh, it's going to be really fun. But enough delaying in this episode. We have some fun stuff as well. We're going to be discussing in the news segment some recent uh, casting stuff for Jurassic World 3. So you can either be a part of it and we can learn who is a part of it. Uh, we also do have an update uh, for Claire Deering. Uh, I don't know how much I'm going to be able to say about it, but I'm excited to share it with you if you don't already know. After that, uh, Tom Jurassic, you know him, Tom Fishenden, takes a look at Jurassic World Evolution inside the Innovation Center segment. Now, Tom is going to talk about uh, a little bit about the history of the game over these uh, nearly past two years, um, and then really what he thinks about the game moving forward. What are we... What are we excited about? Uh, what are we going to see from this thing, uh, the future of this game? What does that even look like? I don't know. Um, Tom has done a ton of videos for us, uh, you know, about Jurassic World Evolution over on YouTube. So I think he's got a, a pretty good grasp on what the architecture of this game is, what the experience is playing it. So um, I know I am personally excited to, to know what he thinks about the future. So I can't wait to listen to that segment along with you guys. 
But that's going to be our episode for this week, so why don't we take care of some business here before we get started. Now, over on our website last week, hey guys, Tom, he uh, he wrote some articles for us. So, first off, he wrote a casting news article, so... Hey, if you don't know already, I'm not going to spoil it just yet. We're going to learn about that in the news. If You you probably already know, guys. But um, he wrote about that casting news on our website, so go check out that article. And then Tom also wrote a, uh, a, a recap of the Mattel episode. So he kind of went down the list, listened to everything, uh, and wrote out some good stuff on the website. If you didn't get a chance to listen, you can read that. But also, I would suggest take take a listen because... I think it's pretty it's a pretty good episode if i must say so myself um but also wanted to share some stuff over on youtube if you guys didn't know we had a chat with mattel <laughs> uh so i put that video up there and guys if if i didn't say it already uh we talked with mattel and i did a recap <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a kick out of this because that's all I'm promoting here is um, I did a recap over on our live stream on Wednesday nights I recapped that conversation with Mattel again, and then I talked about uh, Our our expectations for New York Toy Fair. So what what do we think is happening? I have no clue. I have no inside information as far as that's concerned. I am excited and I have some ideas as to what we might be seeing. So in the live stream, I kind of took some information from the audience, what people were thinking, as well as my own expectations. So I talked about that all on our our Wednesday night live stream, Let's Talk Jurassic. Now this week, I don't know what we got planned for videos, but I know I will be doing another Let's Talk Jurassic on Wednesday night. So, so make sure to check that out live Wednesday night, probably around 9 to 10 o'clock clock ish somewhere in that range but uh enough of all of this chit chat why don't we get this episode kicked off with a bit of jurassic news from around the world eighteen minutes and your company catches up on ten years of research access rate program access security these pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. All right, so first off here, we're gonna we're gonna talk about an article that Tom wrote, <laughs> but not on our website. He wrote an article over on Jurassic Outpost about uh, some casting call information for Jurassic World 3, guys. Now, this information was provided via uh, Real News Hawaii. Kind of got some insight into what's going on in uh, in in British Columbia, I believe. Right? Is that where this thing is happening? Yeah, British Columbia. Yeah. Okay, so out in Canada, at a place called Merritt. I have no clue. I have not looked into this. I don't know where that is, but I think it's somewhere in Canada. Um, but they have an open casting call. They're looking for locals in Merritt and surrounding areas ages 25 to 65. The application deadline is February 21st. So as of right now, uh, this, this episode is released on the 17th and 21st is a Friday. So February 21st is the deadline for your application. application. Uh, the dates of availability need to be uh, one to two days between February 25th to March 6th. And this is in Merritt. And the details, now this is where you got to pay attention. The details are, we're looking for men and women ages 25 to 65 to play mill workers, fishermen, and townsfolk in a feature film applicants must have reliable transport so uh there is information about this casting call on jurassic outpost i'll make sure to keep the link in the show notes but this is exciting so 
They're looking for some workers, uh, some mill workers, fishermen, and townsfolk. And this is, uh, at least Merritt seems to be a very um, uh, picturesque mountainside country, trees and hills and all this good stuff. So it looks very, very nice. And um, I don't know, I'm kind of getting like, a, I mean, it seems like we're getting a, a port of some sort, right? So I'm kind of imagining that very rustic kind of old school uh, waterway ports fishing fisherman dock side kind of thing where maybe there's just a bunch of people like hauling fish I don't know something like that townsfolk you know that kind of stuff but um, that's the exciting thing for Jurassic World 3 so if you guys want to be a part if you want to be a townsfolk I'm spilling my water and I'm keeping it in the episode if you want to be a townsfolk make sure to head to the link in our show notes. All right, I cleaned up the water. All is good. I contained the spill. Next up here in the news, we're going to be talking about some casting information for Jurassic World 3. Now, it seems like uh, two people have been cast in the movie, and it looks like the actors' names are Jake Johnson and Omar C., uh, they're going to be returning to reprise their roles, guys. You don't know them. They were uh, Lowry and Barry from Jurassic World. That was me attempting to remember their cast names, <laughs> their character names. But uh, that's who it is. Barry and Lowry. Again, that's me attempting to remember their names. My bad. But this is exciting. They're coming back to Jurassic World 3. This cast is incredible. I mean, this is... This is the uh, the Fast Five of Jurassic movies. This seems like it's going to be the Avengers Endgame of Jurassic movies. What's going on here? This is the third film in this new series, and we have so many people already back in action. And I, I am just like, I am expecting more and more to continually be announced. That's what I'm hoping for. I just want them to throw them all into the bag and just pull them out, pull them all out and just put them on screen. I want to see everybody at this point. So we're going to have Lowry and we're going to have Barry back. And I am excited. I really, really hope that Owen and Barry get some some good screen time together. They were such a cool duo in Jurassic World. So I'm excited to see what happens with those two. Um, I really hope they get to team up. And I think I talked about this in a recent episode. Maybe it was a mailbag. Um, I'm going to have to go back and listen. I forgot to do it, so I'm going to go back and listen. Um, But I'm excited to see what comes from them, and I'm excited to see how uh, Franklin, because we we know that Franklin and Zia are returning, so how is Franklin going to, is he going to mesh with uh, Lowry, or are they going to headbutt on computer technology things? I don't know. Uh, We'll see for sure, and I hope they get to work together. I'm excited to see what happens here. If you want to find out more from The Hollywood Reporter, head to the link in our show notes. And lastly here in the news, I just wanted to talk about Claire Deering and her hair. Now, I have no notes on what I'm going to say here, and I don't know what exactly to talk about per se, but uh, Bryce Dallas Howard released an image on her Twitter, and it said, Thank you. Jason Lowe for Claire's Hair Part 3. Love the layers. You are brilliant. So that's exciting. I mean, we are getting so close to Jurassic World 3 filming that Bryce Dallas Howard now has the Claire hair. 
Uh, I don't know if I can describe it very well, but it's a picture of Bryce wearing glasses and she's got hair, you know, the red hair. Uh, it's kind of going around her. You guys know where hair is? On, It's like up on top and goes around her head and down to her shoulders and it's very curly looking. Doesn't, doesn't necessarily to me look like any Claire hair we've seen so far, but it's a nice mix. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. So next time, wait, when, when is the mailbag? I can't wait to hear what Jen has to say because she will more eloquently state how this hair is and uh, I can't wait to hear all about it in the next Jurassic mailbag. But guys, if you want to see an image of what Claire's hair part three will look like, head to the link in our show notes. Oh, there it is. There it is. I don't innovate, somebody else will. Due to technical difficulties, all our exhibits are now closed. You are acting like we are engaged in some kind of mad science. And Zara here is going to take great care of you until I'm done working tonight, okay? Bigger, scarier, um, cooler, I believe is the word that you use in your memo. Any incidents? Yeah, six kids in the lost and found, uh, 28 down with heat stroke. All of this exists. Because of me. Just like taking a stroll through the woods 65 million years ago. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Innovation Center here on the Jurassic Park podcast. So it has been quite a while since I've done an Innovation Center segment but here I am um, and I wanted to kind of sit down on my own today look back across the past two years of Jurassic World Evolution and think about where this game could go in the future and the kind of new uh, inclusions and additions I would like to see in this game for it to progress even further than it has already. So if we look back at the release of the game, uh, obviously the game released in 2018 alongside Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and I think it's safe to say and it's fair to say that the base game, when it released, didn't necessarily have a lot of the features that fans were hoping for the game to have. Now, there's a lot of speculation out there about what, why this might have been, what might have happened, what elements might have been dropped, and I don't necessarily want to touch on any of that today, um, because I think it is safe to say that despite those lack of features, the game has been built upon and has been improved. Now, obviously, we have seen several paid DLCs for the game. We have seen the Secrets of Dr. Wu pack. We have seen the Claire's Sanctuary DLC. We have obviously just recently seen Return to Jurassic Park and also a plethora of different dinosaur packs, all of which have added either new and unique creatures or dynamics to the game which were not in the game beforehand. I think it's safe to say that the most popular of those additions has to have been Return to Jurassic Park, getting to go back and build a park in a 1993 graphical style with brand new overhauled dinosaurs that look like the movie counterparts and with original buildings like the Visitor Center, you know, Ford Explorers in the game, the Jurassic Park gates in the game. That really has been kind of the evolutionary step, if you like, for Jurassic World Evolution that a lot of fans were waiting for and a lot of people are now quite satisfied with that. So that's kind of culminated 
uh, a couple of years worth of development on the game. Obviously we've had things like the Jurassic Tour added, some additional hybrids added, um, the addition of vehicular destruction in the game, the addition of toilets in the game, and lots of other features which have really really built upon the good kind of ground foundations that Evolution had when it first released. So now that these things are all out of the way, and now that we are proceeding towards 2020, a year before the release of Jurassic World 3, and a year before a potential sequel in the Evolution franchise, uh, I think it is worth looking at the final things which I'd like to see added across the next year. So I've got a little list written down that we're going to go through, um, and I'd be interested to hear from you guys what you think about this, um, whether you agree with the suggestions here, or whether there's other things you would like to see. So do let us know on social media uh, your own thoughts in terms of Jurassic World Evolution, and where you want to see this game go next. So. Uh, without any further ado, I guess we will move on to my list. I've got it coined up as a list of things to be added to Jurassic World Evolution, and the first is more scenery objects. So these scenery objects add a variety of different levels of depth to the game. Not only do they increase the level of individuality and control that you have when it comes to creating an enclosure, uh, but they are also really, really useful tools for people who are creating content themed around this game, whether that be screenshots, certain themed areas, videos, animations, anything like that. Uh, these scenery objects really are useful in getting a frame looking right. I know I use a lot of placeable objects for my screenshots that I take in game, uh, so adding more to the wealth of tools that are available here would really help to boost creativity of players, to get paddocks and parks looking different and distinctive and would really help to add some much needed uh, individual flair to the game I feel. So in terms of objects that you could have placeable you could have everything from aesthetic buildings, bits of amber like we see on Main Street in Jurassic World, benches, bins, scenery, placeable hills and terrain, Anything that is likely to add a little bit more dynamicism to the park that you are able to create. I think that it's safe to say that at the moment this is one of the more requested features from a lot of fans, so I do hope that as we move into 2020, Frontier continue to develop more objects. Um, they showed with the Return to Jurassic Park DLC that they understand that objects are something which fans want, so I hope that we continue to see them added throughout the life cycle of the game, or what is left of this life cycle. In addition to that, I think it's important to note that this is a Jurassic World game, and in Jurassic World we see a host of other attractions which aren't necessarily dinosaur focused. We see things like a water park, and roller coasters, different activities for people to take part in on Isla Nublar, and these would all be really, really welcome dynamic additions to our Jurassic World parks, which also fit within the very, very core ethos of Frontier. Frontier, as a company, have obviously created Planet Coaster, and now Planet Zoo, games which are all about creating either a zoo or a theme park to your specific uh, desires and your requirements. So having the ability to take some of the attractions from those games, obviously they'd have to be modelled differently and be approved by Universal, and implement those similar attractions into our Jurassic Worlds 
would go a long way to again add some much needed diversity to the parks that we are able to build. I think that things like the Return to Jurassic Park DLC and the addition of toilets are a step in the right direction with this, but it is really something which I feel needs to be continued to be built upon uh, for the coming months and the coming, I suppose, year if you like. So more attractions, certainly an important thing. Canonically, things like a water park roller coasters, like I say, fit within the Jurassic World mantra. So it doesn't make sense to not add them. It makes sense to add them and to make them an additional option to add some even greater depth and breadth of kind of variety to our parks. Furthermore to this, I believe that more dinosaurs are a given. Dinosaurs are obviously the key attraction to any Jurassic property. At the end of the day, you're not there for the humans or the buildings, you are there for the dinosaurs. So I definitely think that we will continue to see more dinosaurs in 2020 and I hope that Frontier continue with the more themed packs which they have been doing. I know that my friend Swerve has got some fantastic ideas. He was talking about a Spinosaurid pack which is something that I feel could be quite cool. But equally I'd like to see Frontier get a little bit more creative. Obviously they have to get approval from Universal and that is the key thing to consider here, but seeing things like a feathered dinosaur pack could be really, really cool. I mean, the Return to Jurassic Park DLC has shown a willingness to go back and revisit dinosaurs and create other skins for them. So seeing a feathered Velociraptor or a feathered T-Rex could be really, really cool and could be a unique look at what a feathered creature could look like within the Jurassic franchise. So I think there's definitely a lot of scope there to do some interesting things with dinosaurs and I hope that they continue to be varied with their dinosaurs. They've added a lot of new animals in the past couple of years. I mean the addition of the Compies in the Return to Jurassic Park DLC, the Homelocephaly, I think that's it, or Homocephaly, um, which was in the Herbivorous Dinosaurs DLC, have all shown a great level of variety in terms of scale and dinosaur behaviour. So I hope that they continue to build upon those unique characteristics to really build a roster of dinosaurs which is strong and diverse and varied. In addition to this, obviously animations are important as well, and I think that we definitely would benefit from seeing more dinosaur animations and unique behaviours in Jurassic World Evolution. One thing I have noticed when using capture mode, anyone who follows the podcast will see that I've shot a few different videos for the podcast channel, and anytime you use capture mode you tend to notice that the animals have got the same looped behaviours. So although they might look good to begin with, the more you look at them, the more kind of scripted and less organic it feels. And that is something which is quite unfortunate. The actual sculpts and textures for the dinosaurs are beautiful and gorgeous, and the animations for them are really, really nice. There just needs to be more of them. So I really hope that in 2020, we might see Frontier go back and invest the time into making these feel like more living and breathing dinosaurs. Things like herding behaviours, pack hunting are all things which people have wanted for a long time and I think they would really help to kind of break down the almost automatic nature that AI tends to have within video games because at the end of the day the more you can get something to feel organic and lifelike the more accurately it will mimic whatever it is it is depicting. So I really hope that they take the time to go back and experiment with new animations 
and new ideas in 2020. I think now they've ticked off the big ask from a lot of fans, which was Jurassic Park, there definitely is the scope to go back and address things like this. In addition to this, more pathing options would be fantastic. Things like bridges so we can implement streams and rivers within our parks, but also elevated walkways around enclosures would be really, really useful. I found when I was playing the Return to Jurassic Park DLC, that at times it was really, really frustrating having a path blocked off by the vehicle tour. So having something as simple as a footbridge would really enable us to add even more um, in the way of variety to the way that our paths are structured within our parks. And I think that ultimately when it comes to a game like this, which relies so strongly on sandbox elements for gameplay, the more freedom you give a player to do something, and the more freedom you give a player to shape their environment, then the better a game is going to be overall. Now this is something which Evolution already does very well, but I definitely think that there's scope to build on it in 2020 even further. In addition to this, I think that the obvious addition is going to be aquatic creatures. So obviously with Return to Jurassic Park we saw the introduction of the aviary, and the aviary is a fantastic way for us to add aerial creatures to our parks without them necessarily being free within enclosures. The principle here is something which many fans had proposed, and I believe Nick Rogers proposed this principle as how he would add them if he got to add them. So seeing this come to fruition is really, really cool, and it's a really nice way of exploring these animals which previously were not intended to be within evolution. I think if it's possible to add aerial creatures, then the same principle could be applied to aquatic creatures, bringing much-loved fan characters like the Mosasaur into the game. I think that is really one of the key areas which is now missing, and being able to add those aquatic creatures would give us the final kind of bracket of animals that we need to have a complete Jurassic World experience. Now, obviously, in addition to the Mosasaur, I would love to see some more aerial creatures, perhaps a Quetzalcoatlus, a Dimorphodon, anything like that which can be added to the aviary would be very, very cool. I think that this is just the beginning of an exciting new phase of Jurassic World Evolution, so I really want Frontier to build upon the mechanics implemented by the aviary to do something really, really cool with the rest of the game. I definitely think there's still scope there, so I'm excited to see how they might build upon that. And lastly, I would like to see more capture mode features such as removing the HUD from dinosaur camera. Again, as a content creator, this would enable me to get more shots, more video of the dinosaurs, and would just make the whole sandbox nature of the game, again, much more at the player's fingertips, which is important. And then at the very end, I mentioned Jurassic Park San Diego, or a mainland mode, which would reflect battle at Big Rock. Obviously, as we know at the end of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, a lot of the dinosaurs are now on the mainland, so it would make sense to see some kind of mainland mode, whether it's just building on a flat continent or something like that. We could create some kind of park that is housing dinosaurs that have broken out from uh, Lockwood Manor. Now this could potentially be a cool idea for a new DLC at Frontier could do, where you have to track down and recapture these animals and perhaps fly them home to a central facility where you're storing them, or something like that which could add a lot in the way of depth to a new narrative. 
I think that when it comes to narratives, they've done about as much as they can with Jurassic World Evolution as a base game, so a narrative like this is really the only direction to go now, as it would then tie into Jurassic World 3. So I think that about wraps up my ideas for Jurassic World Evolution in 2020. I have to admit, overall, I am really, really happy with the progress the game has made. I know a lot of people feel that we shouldn't be paying for a lot of the features which have now been added, and whilst I can agree with that to some extent, I definitely feel like the game and the DLCs are worth it overall because they make a really, really fun experience for Jurassic fans. I know I've had a lot of fun with the game in the past year, taking screenshots and creating videos, and I do genuinely really, really enjoy this game when I get the time to go into it. With all that said, guys, I would love to hear what you want to see from Jurassic World Evolution. Make sure to tag me, Tom Jurassic, on social media, or tag the Jurassic Park podcast, and let us know what you think. Where do you hope this game will go in the next year? And if we are to see a new Jurassic game in 2021 to tie into Jurassic World 3, what do you hope that game will be? Thanks as always for listening to this segment, guys. I really hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the 221st episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Thank you so much to Tom for uh, giving us his thoughts on Jurassic World Evolution. Um, it's a game that I love so much, and I haven't gotten to play it as much as I'd like to over the past few months, but um, I, I am excited about what the future holds, may or may not hold, um, but we'll see. And I you know, it just makes me really, you know, it makes my, my gears rattle and, and start to turn and think about what that future does hold. And especially with Jurassic World 3 looming, you know, in the future, uh, does this does this game end? Do we see the start of a new game? What what happens here? Do they just continue to give us DLCs? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what changes, if anything. So thank you so much to Tom. And let us know, what do you guys think? Um... You know, just reach out in our show notes or on Twitter or Instagram, Facebook, or our Facebook group. Guys, go to our Facebook group. Make sure to do that and uh, just answer those two questions to join our group. And then we can start talking about cool stuff like this. So I'm interested to know what you guys think. So make sure to reach out and let us know. But that about wraps it up for this episode. Thank you so much uh, to everybody who listened. And like I said... Guys, if you didn't hear, we did an episode with Mattel, and we shared it around, and I thank you guys so much for helping to promote it and share it around with everybody. And to all our new listeners, this was a wild one. I gotta say, it's not usually like this, but I'm I'm feeling it today, so let's go for it. You know, that's what I'm saying. It, if I have any advice for you guys, just go for it. That's it. Thanks. I'm gonna hand it off to myself for the outro. Off. Let's get this Please give us a follow on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. 
If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now. What is happening?